What's going on, guys, and welcome back to The Lockup, bringing you inside the ring of combat sports. I am your host, Dylan Reynolds, joined today by my wonderful co-host, Joshua Klein. How are we doing today, buddy? Oh, we're doing pretty good. Today, we're going to cover WWE Crown Jewel. Um, More looking at the Logan versus Roman aspect, because that was the biggest highlight of the show. But of course, we're going to go through some results and give us our little feedback, because we are wrestling marks. So let's get it started with the first match on the card. Yeah, man, this match started off, in my opinion, with like a a, a really good match. Um, I thought it was different. Um, you know, some of the things I was reading on Twitter, obviously, I didn't get to watch until a little bit later yesterday after the full show aired. I was a little puzzled with some people's like opinions on this match. Um, of course. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, two former MMA fighters. Um, you know, they had a match, was it last year at the Royal Rumble, um, where, like, there was interference and, you know, Bobby ended up getting the win there. To me, this was very similar in vain to, like, the Brock Goldberg match, um, where it was just, like, instant car crash, finisher spam, F5, spears galore. Um, and, like, I thought. You know, again, as someone who has not watched a lot of WWE in the last four years, seeing Brock in a non-title mid-card feud is very refreshing to me. You know, this is kind of the Brock Lesnar I kind of grew up on before, obviously, he got to the Undisputed Championship. Um, I, I always thought that that was where Brock was the best, where, again, like a guy... A guy He's very familiar with Kurt Angle. Yes, he can do the serious wrestling machine freak deal. But like for me, I think Kurt Brock are best whenever they're doing like you're you know that they're dangerous, but they kind of do like these comedy or even like uh, things that you see like you would never see Brock Lesnar do like you saw at the end of this match. Uh, You know, Bobby put the pressure on Brock. A lot of this match eventually got him in the hurt lock. It was looking like Brock was going to tap out. And Brock Lesnar used a fucking roll up pin for the win in 2022. What? What is weird about the match for me is that Bobby Lashley came out walking out like he was a face. And we saw him in Dayton and we just saw like how like it just feels weird for that massive man to be a good guy and being the call, the almighty and like that, the theme boom, bada, boom, bada, that sounds like a heel or like a monster. And then while the match was going on, Brock was working as the face. He was getting the sympathy. He was. And that was, I mean, that, that well, the finish was Bret Hart, Stone Cold, Steve Austin. Stone Cold had him in the, you know, ch- chokehold. And then Bret Hart used the rope, the 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 turnbuckle to get the pin. I was like, it was you're supposed to have like rolled and be like on top of him, but whatever. Still good. I know that this feud is probably gonna continue by the way it ended. Um and having Brock not associated with Roman, that that's what makes it refreshing. Cause for a while Brock will just come back, usually during these Saudi shows, to face Roman Reigns. And it's just like, all right. And it just seems like every time there's a Saudi show. We're going to see a Brock match. So, yeah. And, yes, you're right. It did. It was, especially at the beginning, it was very reminiscent of that Goldberg, even the barricade. Like, 
I, I, and that's from WrestleMania 33, um, where Roman beat Taker. Yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was a good match. It was fast. Uh, it was quick. And I mean, I don't know what you else can say about it. It's, it's interesting to see Brock work face. And it's interesting seeing Brock without Paul Heyman. I mean, one of the things I don't, I don't know if you saw like Bobby's uh, post match interview um, or like have seen some of the things that Bobby has been pitching lately or within the last year, I want to say. <laughs> so as much as like, I think again, Bobby worked as the heel in this match kind of came out looking like a heel. There were still ways that you could kind of look at Bobby, especially with kind of the, the lead up to this match. Uh, in some ways you could see him still as a baby face, Josh. I don't know if you've heard, but Bobby for a while was pitching this idea of let me get fat and be like sad and depressed. And then I will work it off in promos and then I get back to being like, you know, <laughs> and I'm going to be completely honest. I kind of think that's what they're doing. <laughs> I think this is going to be Bobby is getting that close to like getting the win, but something happens, you know, whether it's a full on like depression storyline or what, I think it's hilarious to just think about the fact that Bobby's like, yeah, let me get fat and then I'll get skinny again. <laughs> and I think that would be an interesting storyline. I don't really think we've seen in wrestling before, you know, if Bobby, the Lash's goal is to try to get the sympathy of being a baby face. Cause to be a good baby face, you got to have sympathy for him. The depression line is very like, you know, talk about mental health as being, you know, a key thing in our, in our country and in, in, in the world today is how important depression and mental health is. So you can use a storyline to uh, highlight those issues with Bobby Lashley. Cause when he comes out of it, you could have more sympathy for him. It could work or it could be a mess. Uh, so, Cause there's still WWE we're talking about here. Um, but uh, it'd be interesting. I don't Bobby Lashley needs to work on his character. I think he has the in-ring package, but when he's on the mic, it's not that good. Um, that's, I mean, that's what he's missing is mic skills. So with that said, the next match uh, was Asuka and Alexa Bliss defending the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Damage Control. Uh, this was a really, really good match. Um, I thought that this was one of the best like in-ring matches on the card. I do agree with what some people were saying about the post-match stuff and kind of the ending of the match. Uh, you know, just it was this last Monday, uh, Asuka and Alexa Bliss won the titles from Dakota and Io. I, I never am a huge fan of hot, potato, hot potatoing a title. Um, you know, obviously that was very detrimental over an AEW with the TNT title for quite a while. Um, that's something that for years, you know, uh, the, we just talked about it, the Brock and the Roman thing. I mean, they were hot potatoing that title back and forth over and over and over, even in the women's division. 
Sasha Sasha couldn't defend the title on a pay per view, but she'd win it on a Monday Night Raw, and then she'd have to fight Charlotte at the pay per view, and so she'd just lose it two weeks later. Uh, I, I all four of these women are some of the best wrestlers like in this company. Um, Alexa Bliss has came miles from the last time I had watched her. Um, I mean, I think she, she is really getting the in ring like selling and like facial expressions and emotion part down finally because that was always one of the things that i thought she didn't really have super well she could talk uh you know she did decently well in the ring but like you know the the parts that make you believe in a baby face or a heel you know is like those micro emotions that a wrestler will show you know like when you can see that there's pain and agony or there's you see them slowly getting that confidence to be able to come back. That's one of the things that make pro wrestling so fucking awesome. Um, and Alexa finally has that. And I think now, in my opinion, she's finally that total package that I thought they were pushing her a little too early to be. Um, but like now I'm, I am perfectly fine with her being a, a top, top star, uh, get rid of the fucking doll thing. Um, didn't really use it in the match, but it was still like in her graphic thing during the entrance. Just get rid of the fucking doll, but whatever. Was well, it interesting before the match? I because I know you was probably skipping through some stuff. They were doing a uh, interview before the match, and as Alexa and they did the Bray thing, so it's like, hmm, planting seeds. Because I know that you know last time Bray was around, Alexa betrayed him at WrestleMania. So it's like, all right, they're going to pick up that storyline. Cause remember that Alexa took over the, as the fiend. So it's like, all right, you know, let's the dive in there. Now. I think I would have an issue with the hot potato in this. If there was no reason for it. And I feel like this show with, with the, with Nikki cross interjecting in there gives you a reason. And it gives you a title change at a pay-per-view, which was like, if you look at the card, that was like the only one that was going to get changed. Um, especially since like I like Oscar and Alexa, they are not a tag team wrestlers. They are solos. I I love me some Oscar. Oscar is better when she is by herself. So and especially if I want to get an Oscar EO Sky match, like I want that like by them by them by themselves because that's gonna be fucking fantastic. But overall, I thought the match was okay. It was fine. Um, slow at some paces. Um, um. But I can't really complain. I like the finish of Nikki Cross because, like, once again, it's pushing a story. Like, what's we're getting this old Nikki Cross crazy, which, like, she used to be, you know, Nikki ASS, almost a superhero, stupid ass fucking gimmick. We all did you say, did you say ASS? Ass. Sorry, sorry. It's supposed to be Ash, but it's that, like, it was total ass, you know, that fucking was bullshit. But, um, but good for Nikki. Uh, I'm glad that, you know, is she a part of damage? Like next next question is: Is she a part of damage control, or is she on her own? What's so that's that's something to tune on Monday and like, all right, what's what's going on with Nikki Cross? And that's the one thing that WWE is doing a good job that AEW is not right now is the stories by the women. The women are actually having storylines that make you want to watch the show the next time. I don't know if I'm actually going to be excited because Monday Night Raw is a train wreck of three hours, but I would definitely keep my eyes on that. 
Um, so the next match was the original club, AJ Styles, Doc Gallows, and Carl Anderson, current New Japan Never Open Weight Champion, <laughs> and the Judgment Day. Um, so one of the things that had me perplexed first off about this match was I thought I remember seeing that they were supposed to have like something to combat Rhea for this match, but they never mentioned it or like, I, I assume something fell through and they had to drop it or whatever. Um, but this, this, and then also uh, some in the last match with Oscar and EO skies history, you see good old Michael Cole. Michael Cole is not afraid to have Vince McMahon in his ear anymore. Finn Balor and AJ Styles were former leaders of the Bullet Club. And Carl Anderson is the current IWGP Never Heavyweight Champion. What? And they said New Japan. New Japan, baby. And Nakamura, I, and Nakamura is back in New Japan as well. So it's like, is there a relationship with the WWE? That's not in, in New, New Japan. Japan. Okay, that's, cool. uh, that's Noah. Sorry. Sorry, people. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't necessarily think this is as big of a, a... This is a pretty big deal in general, yes, but I don't think it's as expansive as people will think just because, again, you know, the, the New Japan-AEW relationship, I mean, that's something that New Japan already, you know, previously whenever WWE was trying to make something happen for Daniel Bryan before he left, um, like New Japan's not just going to throw that relationship away. Um, I think this is specifically just to get Carl to have a match at Wrestle Kingdom, which is still a huge, huge deal. Um, that's awesome. Uh, and, you know, Hikaleu or whoever it ends up being that he has the, the match with, I think that will be only better because it gives more eyes, more impressions. Um, the only issue is that it's Carl Anderson. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the Shinsuke thing, as Josh just mentioned, uh, he is going to have a match with the great Muta on his retirement tour, um, over in Noah at, uh, one, and that's going to be his, I believe that is his last match as the great Muta. And then he does his own matches as himself, uh, like the sting match and stuff like that, I believe is going to be as himself instead of the great Muta. Um, so, I mean, uh, again, it's only better if you mention the outside world of professional wrestling with these people because there is history, you know? I mean, there's, you know, Seth Rollins was Tyler Black in Ring of Honor and on the Indies. There's a lot of things you can bring up and mention there. AJ Styles and his illustrious history. Prince Devitt, Finn Balor. Like, all these guys have histories. Like, they didn't just show up one day and they're just, oh, they're here. There's history here. Um, as far as the match, I thought it was really good. Rhea is just a fucking menace in her current position. She is, without a doubt, the actual leader of Judgment Day. No one can convince me otherwise. I think there might be a moment where Finn tries to say, you know, boss her around or do something, and then that's where you're going to see... Rhea and Dominic kind of become 1A, 1B of the Judgment Day, which I think is interesting. I think Dominic is 10 times better in this role. Let him get a little bit of that Eddie Guerrero out. Come on, let's do it. Um, overall, it was it was a six-man tag. It was 
all right. It's it's not an AEW six man tag, but you know it is what it is. Oh, and, and also the ending was clear with Rhea Ripley on the sideline, and and the the OC had no um, combatant of Ripley, and they they won't hit her. I mean that that is the storyline. Even Michael Cole like it's like somebody needs to hit her. Like. <laughs> So it's like, all right, I, I think, you know, Raquel Rodriguez is probably going to join the OC to face um, Judgment Day, probably at Survivor Series since we're building up. I don't know if it's going to be a War Games match. Could be, because that would be interesting. Um, um, but, and that's in three weeks from now. So for the next three weeks, they're going to be um, building for uh, so Survivor Series. Other than that, I mean, AJ Styles, man. I, I Like, he's such a – I love me some AJ Styles. And him and Finn – like. And knowing that they're they're commenting on their old history makes me want Finn to join his people, his his real friends. And maybe that's down that that's a story that's going to happen, where Finn leaves Judgment Day and whatever. Because it's like I don't know if he this role right now. I don't know. I, it, honestly, people, it's a six man tag. Not very much going on. The ending was very clear. Fun. This was happening. Uh, I think Dominic is going to grow as a heel as he continues, especially it's like he needs to lean in that Eddie Guerrero is his real dad and not Ray because it per storyline, that's Eddie's kid. Uh, <laughs> also get the stupid DM off of his fucking back. The font they use is so fucking stupid and it makes him look goofy. Well, I mean, he's a heel. He could be goofy as a heel. <laughs> yeah, but it's I don't have like heel heat with it. I just have that looks fucking stupid. Like. I did, however, like his his uh, his trunks, like the 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 pants with the Mysterio style like stuff in the black and white or black and purple. Look pretty good. Look pretty good. I like that. I would say that Triple H is doing a better job with Judgment Day than Vince McMahon is. When Vince McMahon created the group, God, when that whole situation when Judgment Day kicked out their original leader Edge, like we were clowning the Judgment Day, but since you know, Rhea Ripley, like being elevated in there and then bringing Dominic from Stereos, kind of elevating the group a little bit. They might not be, you know, at a level of of the bloodline, but I mean, they're a mid card faction that you can have, like, you can have a good feud with. I mean, AJ Styles and the OC, like, this is this is perfect for them to face each other for right now. Yeah, man, I thought it was like he said, it's six man tag, nothing special, but. It continued storylines. That's all that really matters. Um, the next match, if I, this is going to be the fun part, guys, because I'm straight up honest with you guys. I couldn't watch the full show. <laughs> I couldn't. It's just, there's still some things that are just not good. And that is amplified by Braun Strowman and Omos. Um, uh, who the fuck actually won that match? <laughs> Uh, Braun Strowman did with a power slam. Um, yeah, so if this was the 1980s, you know, Vince McMahon is jizzing all over this. I mean, it's two beefy men, two beefy monsters fighting each other. Uh, it was slow. Uh, it was like Omos is not a good worker. He's still green. Uh, there's not much to say. Is that, I mean, they're building Braun Strowman up maybe to face Roman because um, Roman needs another challenge after Logan. And like, well, well, Braun Strowman, monster among men, 
strong dude. He just beat. Oh, he, he's 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 the monster among monsters now. Oh, not sorry. Monster among men. Yeah, uh, it's, it's the same shit. Okay, uh, he gonna get these hands. Um, yeah, I mean, choo was... choo. Oh, he he didn't do the choo choo, <laughs> but he he went. <sighs> so yeah, and he actually, and then when he tried, oh, there's uh the power slam was nice. They were they were building, you know, Braun Strowman picking him up like Andre and Hulk Hogan, but it, this is not it. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a meh. A man match, like you, you could skip it if you if you if you were like, ah, I want to watch Crown Jewel, skip it. You, there's no reason to watch it. No reason. That's that's just a dud on paper, let alone the execution. You know the term pee break. This was a pee break match. So if you're watching, like you need to really pee, pee or get food during this match. The next match was a steel cage match between Karrion Cross and. Drew McIntyre. I did end up watching this match. Uh, I still don't understand Triple H's obsession with carrying cross. <laughs> I think it, uh, again, you know, uh, I, I said this to you whenever we went to the, the uh, house house show here in Dane a couple weeks ago. I don't think carrying cross himself is like a bad wrestler. I don't think he is a horrible. I don't hate the guy. I don't wish for him not to have a job. I just think that he is the personification, especially for a while in black and gold NXT of he's an entrance and that's it. And even for my taste, the entrance itself isn't even good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think Kyrian Cross, it was weird because we just saw this match. Two weeks ago, and I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure we saw the same match, except there's a cage in it now. Uh, and they mentioned the strap match of Scarlett using pepper spray. Well, guess what? Pepper spray does a reoccurrence, and for some reason, Drew McIntyre's eyes was like, "Oh no, I built a tolerance." Because after you got pepper spray, he was still able to do moves. She also pepper sprayed the referee. For yes! yes, she's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> yes. I think it's the package of the Scarlet because I love Scarlet with Kyrian Cross. Just like having Scarlet be the heater, uh, you know, for Cross. But yeah, y- you open my eyes to how boring he is and how like no reaction he's getting because we're sitting in this w- uh, pro WWE crowd, and when Kyrian Cross is getting his heat, dead fucking silent. I mean, this is, you know, without being able to, you know, physically show you the match we were watching, you know, I was talking to Josh, you know, with the the little bit of wrestling experience I have, you know, I was like, okay, you know, right now, Karrion Cross is trying to get some heat. Now pay attention. It's not Cross getting the heat. It's the fact that Drew is not whooping this guy's ass that is getting the boots. And that's not good for a heel. You know, the the heel needs to be the reason. And, you know, semantics, you could say, well, technically, that's that's technically what's happening. No, it's it's trust me. It's very different. Like to me, I sit and, you know, this goes back to Ring of Honor or yeah, uh, some Ring of Honor matches. He added some impact matches whenever he was on top over there with Scarlett. The guy at least with this package he has now 
I just don't think it's it it'll stay in the mid card. I mean, I don't really see him. I if you told it's funny. If you told me without spoilers cuz we're going to talk about it here in a couple minutes that Logan Paul can go in the ring with Roman Reigns and you told me that Karrion Cross couldn't, I I would I would not be surprised. <laughs> Because I, Logan, Logan Paul, I could sit there and be like, maybe he could win, you know, maybe. Oh, he could win. come on. You're but, being Mark. But no, no. But if you told me Karrion Cross could beat Roman Reigns, I'd say no, you're not happening. Not a chance. Come on. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it by himself. Like if, if, if only way Karrion Cross could beat Roman it's if Scarlet does the shenanigans. There's they, a reason they should give give her the title. <laughs> Just let her have the title. Don't give it to Karrion Cross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing: is like, weren't they was like? I remember when Karrion Cross came back. Wasn't he like doing stuff to Roman? Like it's time. Like why? Especially since he lost this match and the feud is over. Karrion Cross lost his first feud. So what does Karrion Cross go from here? Um, mid card. Um, he's the thing he does well is that he does work as a decent, like powerhouse type care, you know, and you know, you can get, you know, if he's on SmackDown, you know, with Rey Mysterio being over there, you could do something with that. Um, but I, I personally still don't know why he was brought back. <laughs> um, Drew, I mean, we barely talked about him in this match because, we don't have to say anything about Drew. Drew Drew's a star. He's a proven star. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the 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 dude is one of the top guys. But, but because this is the reason why it sucks that Roman has both belts is because what do you do with Drew? Um, because where does Drew go from here? Because like, is he gonna face Roman again? Well, we just saw that at Clash of the Castle, so that's not gonna happen. So um, is he gonna go after Gunther and try to get the Intercontinental title? Like, what does this is the issue of having two shows, one title? Sometimes, like, where do you go with these people? So, I'm curious to see um, where Drew goes from here, especially since he got the dub. Maybe if I was booking, I would have gave Killer Cro- Killer Killian Cross the win just because you could put Cross with Roman and that's something new and have, you know, Drew discover. I don't know. There's just, like you said, there's like, what do you do with these two people? It was, it was, a, it's, and it's, and you know what? I don't like steel cage matches. I hate it. I, I don't like WWE steel cage matches. Yes. There you go. Cause uh, the, yes. way, the way anyone and even WWF era steel cage matches was fine. It's just the stupid. Oh my God. You got to escape the cage. Like, no, the whole point of being in the cage is like, cause there's no... in the cage. You're supposed to be in the cage. And because like because the only way Scarlet was able to get interfere is because you were trying to walk out of the door. So maybe if you just had, I don't know, that, that door not being there, Scarlet would have never interfered and Drew would have easily won. But whatever. Whatever semantics. Or or she yeah, she she could have still done the pepper spray spot through I mean I mean, wasn't that a that was a thing in uh, the War Games match for AW recently? The, yes. the, the Ty Conti did it. Blood yeah, of guts. Alcohol thing. Yes. Like, uh, oh, sorry, Ty Mello, not Ty Conti. Ty Mello, yeah, yeah. 
Um, next match was, of course, the Usos defending the undisputed tag team championships against the Brawling Brutes. Um, uh, the Usos won. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's, there's no doubt. L- L- LOL, Roman and the Bloodline wins. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know what you expect. No, because I think they're going to, honestly, I think they're, they're building, um, it's possible that Sammy and Kevin could go after the tag titles, but I wouldn't be surprised they're trying to build Sammy to win the those the WWE titles. You never know. This this business is weird when things are hot. Um, yeah, it was a good match. I watched it. It was a, it was it was good. I don't like you know Pete Dunne called Butch still and him being associated with Sheamus's group and them basically being Sheamus's marks. They're doing Sheamus's moves and stuff like that. And uh, I didn't believe that they would win the title, so there was no. So it's just kind of watching it and see you know if they do anything the. They did. The finish was pretty good. Um, the one, the one D off top the, on the top rope was pretty nice. And uh, Jay's, I got his rip, his shirt ripped uh, when uh, what's his fucking name? Is it Moss? Rick Moss? Yeah. So Rick Moss is doing the the chest thing. I don't, I'm not a shameless person. I don't know his move. So I didn't notice it, but Jay's shirt was basically by his legs so as it's hopping up and it's looked like like his underwear is down to his legs just it's fucking hilarious so they do the one like i was, I, I noticed it. i was like dude his shirt is still over his legs <laughs> but yeah it's, it's all right man i mean some some of the show feels like a house show yeah which i mean from what the things that i've seen of course this is the first actual one of these events i've watched um, and I still didn't watch the whole thing. Um, they've always had that house show. And, like I always saw, like these aren't canon usually to to the main WWE uh, lore. Um, and I've a lot of these. I mean, again, just the way that WWE works too, with the fact they test out matches on house shows and things like that. Um, you know, I mean, a, a couple of these matches. I mean, we already saw them in one way shape or form me and josh personally already so it was kind of like okay we're here for like three matches and that's about it <laughs> yeah it's a, you know yeah you can skip however it. this next match the last woman standing match pretty interesting to to do that in saudi arabia um between bianca belair and bailey this match again. I mean, the two people you have in there, fucking great. Um, I, <laughs> I don't try to bring up AEW in these types of things too much because I mean they're two different products trying to be two different things most of the time. Um, <laughs> Bailey got a golf cart um, and was going to run over Bianca. Same thing as the reoccurring thing with Sammy Guevara in AEW, and. Another thing I now have to give heat to Sammy for is he's he's ruined the golf cart spot for me because no one else will get hit like Sammy Guevara gets hit <laughs> because it was Bailey was so slow, barely even charging at her, stopped like 10, like five seconds early. And then Bianca is like, oh, 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 goes and grabs and does like the drop kick through the the side to get Bailey off and it just it looked a little clunky. 
Um, you know, I'm not asking for, uh, you know, Sammy Guevara almost killing Matt Hardy here. Um, but, uh, a little, little bit more rush, a little bit more, believability you know uh otherwise out of a good match that was the biggest moment for me that took me out of it um yeah so the fact that they're doing this in saudi arabia just feels uncomfortable (laughs) especially we're like this is the first time (laughs) they're doing this in saudi arabia i was like yo like like having women beat each other with weapons in front of men who want to disrespect women is just was Bailey technically the first uh, recorded woman driving in Saudi Arabia? I made that comment. <laughs> I was like, man, if this was a couple of years ago, this would have been bad. This would have been a bad time. And then the notice, and if you uh, throughout the show, they had female rest, uh, referees too. So it's like WWE is really pushing the boundaries in this country, which is like, the, I guess you can plot it. And um, with this show, there was no like awfulness like the other shows. Like, there's no Brothers of Destruction versus DX on this show. Like, so there's a lot of like this match. I realize I don't like the gimmick of the Last Stand, especially the way the match ended, because it's like, oh, you trap. It's like more like trapping for ten minutes for ten seconds. So it's like, oh, I hope Bailey, because I thought Bailey was gonna win it until I saw the t- the tag tag the, the women's tag. I'm like, no, she ain't winning it. Um, but damn, Bianca's a star. Bianca is beyond a star. One of the best recruitments that Mark Henry and the WWE ever had. I mean, it's a no brainer. So uh, we didn't we didn't talk about this a show, and then we can talk about this now. But when we went to the Dayton show, the first match was Bianca and Alexa versus Bailey. And Dakota Sky, uh, Dak- no, yeah, no, it's not you. No, no, Dakota, Dakota, what? Kai, Dakota Kai, Eo, Eo is in the background, uh, and the crowd loves Bianca. All the kids loved her. It was the it, it was the first match, and people were losing their minds. Mm-hmm. So just it seeing just went her, downhill from there. Oh, it, it did, it did, and we were we were the Bailey Mark, so we were chilling, you know, for Bailey. Um, but I, I just this match. I wish there was a like a wrestling match because I feel like these two as wrestlers. And when you do a last a last woman standing match, it's more about weapons. It's more about you know you're not really doing much. It's a lot of shenanigans, and it might have been too long in the tooth a little bit. But I guess the way that Bianca won could warrant Bailey another match, maybe at Survivor Series, and maybe get the the win finally and have Damage Control own the belts because I think they need the hit the heels to have something. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I thought you know again, um, no super big shade to any other companies but i mean time and time again i'm the head start you could say that wwe has over a lot of other national companies in the women's division department is night and day uh even some of the worst worst wrestlers that they have in that division i still think are better than a lot in other companies um only one I could say that consistently gives them a run for their money is Impact, and that's because they've given re- women's wrestling a serious chance since fucking 2005, 2006. So, 
Um, and they have Gail Kim running the division, so that helps too. Um, both these girls are stars. Bianca is one of the best investments that WWE has ever had. Um, I want to see Bailey with the title. I, I think that is... I think from, again, the little I have watched of the WWE the last four years, um, the thing that I am seeing is the common trope that WWE in specific has always dealt with with these factions coming in um, is like they have a very immediate impact on their debut and they slowly start to lose the heat and start to look more and more like geeks. And right now, that's kind of where damage control is, in my opinion. And they need, you know, whether, like Josh said, give them all, all the belts um, or, you know, have Bailey take the, the, the women's world title. Uh, they need something to legitimize themselves to go forward, in my opinion. Um, and I think out of those, Bailey is the one to, to do it. You know, obviously, Dakota and EO have the tag title belts right now. And if you can get Bailey the world title, that's good trope to have the all the heel faction have all the belts and you know baby faces come back work that into war games possibly but bailey i think really should not be losing uh with how hot she came back into the company and in general i mean she's one of the main four women stars you've been building this company around for a while so um that's kind of my last opinions on that, unless you had something else, Josh. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like you need to put Bianca back on SmackDown because that is the A show, and then I feel like, and Ronda's going to need a baby face-to-face sooner or later. Who's going to give her a run of her money? Maybe, be, like, have we seen Bianca versus Ronda Rousey? I don't think so. And because here's the thing, Becky Lynch is probably going to come back, and she needs she's going to be a face. And if you have Bailey as the champion, you can have Becky versus Bailey at WrestleMania, or Horsewomen Connection, all that. Yeah, or that you know, yeah. Um. With that said, it comes to the big one, the main event, the thing this show has been built around. Got the Tribal Chief that I acknowledge, Roman Reigns, defending the undisputed. WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship against the Maverick Logan Paul. Josh, I want you to start off this match because I know my thoughts on this match, but I want to hear your thoughts. I need to give Logan Paul his flowers. The guy impressed me very much so, where I'm just like, Don't ever do boxing again. You don't need it because this is where, like, you have the skills, you have talent, and you have the charisma. I mean, wrestling is like, and you can be a baby face. You can be a hero to the kids because WWE can make you that thing. And you can still can showcase your brand, which you did several times, even in the match, took even drink of your prime. Called prime, right? with you know, which I've seen in stores. Uh, I, you made me like I didn't believe for a second that you were going to beat Roman, but Roman did a good job to make you look like it was possible. Uh, I'm wondering if the one lucky punch narrative if that is your finisher because I still don't think 
you have a finisher. <laughs> Your you hit a buckshot lariat, which looked good. Not as good as you know Hangman because Hangman really gets in there. But uh, punks though. Oh yeah, I mean yes, it did. <laughs> and I, Jake, I have been saying that Jake need, that uh, Logan Paul needs to be the Intercontinental Champion. And I think that needs to happen at WrestleMania. I think it's time for Logan to get one of the straps. Maybe maybe the U.S. title. Maybe you face him and Seth Rollins. Don't know. And then when Jake Paul comes out, and I, I, I don't remember which episode. It might have been when we were talking about the cancellation of the Haseem fight. And I'd said, Jake, go go to WWE and your their music being Everyday Bro. So when he comes out to Everyday Bro Remix, I fucking popped. I'm like, I could be booking this shit. And I, I'm and he's having the same outfit. I was like, man. And and Jake Paul and so is Sokoa had a stare down. I'm like, it's Jake Paul. And I'm like, WrestleMania is in Hollywood this year. I'm like, is Jake Paul gonna be at WrestleMania? I think Jake Paul is going to be at WrestleMania. <laughs> like that is now a belief that I have because he had his own theme music. He had a jumbotron. I'm like, they're getting ready for us for Jake Paul and Logan Paul to be in the WWE as a group. So, okay. So I have some thoughts on, uh, before I get into my thoughts on the match, I have some thoughts on that. <clears throat> so, I think, bar what I'm going to talk about uh, in a second with Logan, um, Logan is there at WrestleMania this year. I think it's a no-brainer. Jake should be there with him. However, I think the issue between, say, Logan, who is actually signed to a contract with the WWE, and getting Jake to do that, is that... WWE would have to shell out a shitload of money. <laughs> I mean, Jake made $45 million last year fighting. Uh, the things I'm hearing right now is that the, despite having Silva uh, being the biggest box office attraction that he's boxed so far, I want to say, I think I was seeing it's right now, it's around like two to 300,000 pay-per-view buys is what they did, um, which is a little depressing. Um Definitely not what you would want to see, but I, outside of the box office, the skill wise, Logan's upside is very much this wrestling thing. I think right now, still, Jake has a higher ceiling in the boxing world. I mean, and again, you think about that, you know, they, they did this whole narrative over social media the last two weeks is like, Jake is taking over the boxing world. Logan's taking over the the WWE world. Um, and I mean, if, if that's something you can do, you know, whether it be another two, three, four years and then go to WWE, you should do that. Um, you know, I, I think Jake in the boxing world still has a lot to go and has a lot of aspirations versus Logan, you know, like his fight that he, he suppo was supposed to have in January. I, it was just a desire to still want to try to box and get a win, uh, presumably. Versus Jake wants to do that and is like 
that's his main focus. I, I don't think Jake, outside of little spots like this, um, is ready to move away from boxing yet. And I will also say to anyone who sits there and says that the goddamn fights are rigged, <laughs> look at those punches that Jake threw last night. Um, because those are not the punches Jake Paul actually throws. <laughs> Those those uh, were awful working punches, man. Those were some of the worst working punches I've probably oh, ever seen. Oh, and then, and they were bragging about his right hand, and he'd been like, "Oh, look at my right hand devastation." Yeah, I was like, uh, that was "Like shit." It was really bad, and I mean, you know, it better safe than sorry. At the end of the day, you know, you don't want to actually clock the Usos or anything. But um, as far as the actual match goes, I thought this was an awesome fucking match. I think this is. Logan's best match he's had yet. And I think there's a lot fucking wrong if Logan does not win rookie of the year without a fucking doubt. In three matches in one year, he has done more than like I heard like MJF had responded to Meltzer and Meltzer was like, oh, there's stiff competition. There's this guy in Dragon Gate. And then MJF's like, no one knows who the fuck drag what the fuck Dragon Gate is except for you and 200 dweebs. Uh Dave, but I think it's Hook, even though he's a poor. And I think Hook's great. But Hook does squash matches. Uh, he doesn't do recently, full. Well, mm, mm. I mean, recently, recently he's been doing other matches. I mean, that the one with Daddy Magic was a was a full fucking match. Yeah, but were they better than any of Logan's three matches? Okay, when Logan's facing The Miz and Roman Reigns and being carried, yes. I don't think, I really don't think he was being carried. And I'm sorry. I really don't. At, if you look at the crown, and uh, you know, as a character, as a as crowd participation and crowd, you know, interaction, Hulk got that more than Logan. Logan has been presented on a larger scale than Hulk. Yes. Am I am I am I throwing my ring at Hook at Rookie of the Year? That is a different conversation we probably need to have in a longer episode where we can break down. But Logan is having one of the best years. I mean WrestleMania, SummerSlam in here. I mean he's also facing workers who are really good at, you know. I mean like you said, Roman was you text you messaged me is like Roman selling his ass off. Yes, if Roman doesn't sell his ass off. Are we saying how good Logan looks? Because that that's the beauty of wrestling is that your opponent is making you look good. When he's putting the frog splashes, he's doing, you know, you know, he's doing the buckshot Larry and Roman's eating it and like selling it and like, oh man, this guy's throat like making Logan a bigger star than what he is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for fuck's sake, <laughs> Logan was kicking out at one till halfway through the match <laughs> while Roman was probably like five minutes in taking 2.5 counts. <laughs> I mean, I was the only issue I've had with Roman Reigns is that his, his move sets are pretty meh. And I, and it's like, it, this is a typical Roman Reigns match too, where it's like, yeah, he struggles, struggles. Here comes the bloodline house. And then he gets the win. Superman punch spear one, two, three, which, you know, it only took one spear to take out Logan, you know, one spear. And it is Superman punch. You know, when Logan hit the Superman punch, I was like, oh, that's impressive. It kind of looked more like a 
forearm, like phenomenal forearm to me, which obviously like that, the image, you know, I'll be showing you guys on screen right now. I mean, like it really looked like a phenomenal forearm, you know, Roman down going to try and defend uh, Logan springboarding off going for the, uh, a, a punch. Like, I think that's one of those like potential iconic images in the history we'll be looking at 10 years from now. Like, holy shit. That's pretty crazy. I think, okay, I guess going back to your the Hook conversation a little bit, I feel like Hook has a bigger ceiling than Logan. Uh, I don't Hook is know. Young, Hook is younger, and he's just this good. He's this good now. And he's still, and like, he barely did anything. I feel like his ceiling is higher because he's learning at a younger age. Like, learning wrestling at a younger age could protect, like, by the time he's let, where Logan's age is, He's been a multiple champion stuff. Like I feel like Hulk will have a longer projection in wrestling versus Logan. So that's something that's interesting. And that's an interesting part that you just said something about, because, you know, you're looking at age as like a, a barometer, but what I'm looking at personally is career length right now. If you look at career length and obviously again, pro wrestling is a, a scripted uh, show, um, you know, still with the level that Logan has shown himself to be just on his own alongside, as you said, the people that he has been matched up with both at WrestleMania tagging with the Miz against the Mysterios then facing the Miz now Roman Reigns. This, you know, this is his third match. You know, I, with how busy and all the other stuff Logan does, I mean, He's probably had, I would wager, less than a full month's worth of actual training. I mean, and he's doing far better and is farther along than Kurt Angle, than Ronda Rousey, than, you know, in this situation, Hook. That's kind of the thing I'm looking at is like, I long term, I, I think you might be right that Hook has a longer term deal but as far as your rookie year logan paul is the most impressive rookie i have ever seen Mm -hmm. and you know hook you know you have to think too you know he's trained for longer his dad is taz so he's probably trained for even longer than he's been actually training technically logan just got into this a couple weeks before wrestlemania and like he just pulled off in my opinion i think it was close to a five-star match. I thought it was really fucking good. Um, Again, you know, part of that's Roman being there, being the fucking top dog that he is, doing his job, doing what he's, you know, reason why he's in the position he is. And there's also Logan, who is impressive on his own right. You know, I really don't, especially looking from an in-ring part that I'm able to kind of dissect this match in, like, I don't think Roman was necessarily carrying Logan in this match. Like it, it's a dance. You have your partner. That's what you do. But like even the simple things, you know, <laughs> Roman got Logan down, just putting him in a chokehold, and he's like, "Nah, no more YouTubers around here." KSI, <laughs> Mr. Beast, and like the whole time, Logan's like, "No, no, we'll keep." <laughs> We'll keep coming. 
well, he's, you know, kind of, he kind of gave me like the, the, the Spider-Man like sort of situation of like, he's getting his ass beat, but he's still talking back. He's like, I I'm getting my ass beat, but you're going to keep saying, I can't do this, but you know, I, I can do this and everything. Then, you know, the viral moment of this match, the frog splash, Roman went, took a drink of prime, got his phone. I mean, hit a frog splash, hit a frog splash and perfectly captured it like perfectly. And he, pro- and, and he, probably, he probably practiced that. That's a spot. He's like, oh, I want to 100 percent. And and that's the thing, too. Like, that's the kind of stuff that in this day and age of social media, that's the sort of stuff people will see on their TikTok uh, feed or, you know, their Instagram explore page where they're going to see that and be like. Is that Logan Paul? What the hell is he doing? Oh, holy shit, that's cool. And then now you get people starting to watch. You know, again, this is the upside, you know, regardless of your feelings on the guy, this is why, in general, celebrities have always been involved in wrestling, boxing, all that stuff, because they bring eyes that otherwise wouldn't. And like, I think ultimately long term, that's going to be the big thing for, uh, for Logan is that he's going to bring this new generation into wrestling uh and i mean that's only better for all of us you know we talked about it a couple episodes before wwe getting better and like having more people paying attention to it is only going to be better because more people are going to then be like oh i like this oh what's this AEW? what's this ring of honor what's this wcw ecw uh, in new japan i mean that's how it is um one of the last things i'll i'll talk about before wrapping up Poor Logan's uh, co-hosts of his podcast, Mike and George. <laughs> First off, poor George. Poor George. George was getting thrown around like a little fucking rag doll. <laughs> the Usos grabbed them, pulled them over the goddamn barricade, fucking super kicked Mike, took George, threw him in the fucking ring, super kicked him. George went off his fucking feet. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I I kind of got vibes of like the Jackass Umaga segment without it being as brutal, obviously. But like when I saw Mike in the middle of a WWE ring, I'm like, this is a lot like Steve-O. <laughs> like this is not, <laughs> this is going to be bad for him. And, you know, they got their asses beat a little bit, you know, uh, protected. Uh, but still. Um, I don't, know who those guys are. I don't know who those guys are. I was like, oh, and they, they, when Michael Cole's like, oh, I'm from the podcast. I'm like, oh, this is a cool moment for them. <laughs> I, if, if, if we were ever invited to WWE and they're like, hey, you're going to take a spear from Roman, I'm like, all right, that's a cool thing to do. All right. I'll, I'll sell the shit out of it. Let's do I'll this. I'll sell the fuck out. Brother, I'll, I'll be in that ring until they get everything tore the fuck down. I'll be laying in the middle of that fucking ring. The ring's going to be the last thing they can take down, goddammit. Um, but one of the last things as I wrap up is just the chinks in the armor of Roman Reigns. I think in this match, you know, um, the clips I've seen of his recent defenses the last couple months, you know, it's been an ongoing thing, but the chinks in the armor are starting to show, you know, that's no coincidence with WrestleMania coming up, uh, soon, potentially whether they get it to work or not get schedules down 
Roman and the Rock match. Um, that's one of the hugest matches you can have right now. Um, I don't think, I mean, the Rock's not going to win because the Rock's not going to fucking, he, he's not going to put his movie career to the side for like six months to, to do a run. Um, but this is all about showing that, you know, Roman at the end was, you know, selling obviously, but nearly in tears, like, I can't believe this fucking guy almost beat me. And again, you know, Josh, we've talked, we've talked about your opinions on Roman me, you know, again, as a smarky smart, but I also got into the wrestling business and learned a lot about it. Roman is in the position he is now because he deserves it before he came back and turned heel. That was negotiable in ring. He was good. Um, but just the trying to be John Cena thing was not working. Um, but as all good things do, they need to come to an end. You know, uh, Pedro Morales, Bruno San Martino, Hulk Hogan. Those are the last guys that have held the title longer than Roman. If it was me, especially if the rock match happens, um, you know, I would wager they probably have him finally drop the final title or both of the titles at SummerSlam next year. Uh, that's just what I think, because again, I just don't see him losing to the rock. Um, you could do it at one of the lower pay-per-views, but I mean, WWE, they'd want to do it at one of the big four. So that's a big moment. Um, but uh, Roman, it, it it's showing now, you know, it's showing that he, the stress of holding the table, you know, being the head of the table is starting to crack him. Um, and, you know, at that point, I think he's going to take a little break, do the Hollywood thing for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I thought this was a good match. A couple of the near falls, again, buying into it, they were getting me real outside of it. Of course, Roman was going to win. but. Uh, yeah, this was a good match. Um, uh, the parts I watched of the show, uh, if we're doing the rating thing that we usually do, um, I'd probably say like it was a C. I mean, again, I I, I didn't watch like two or three of the matches, so uh, that it. Yeah, this is def- it's definitely a C show. I mean, I think the only match you need, like absolutely need to see. Is the this last match? I mean, that's the thing that they were building towards. This main event was warranted of the main event. Um, I think Roman is getting. I mean, like here's the thing: Roman got over, and that was the problem he had when he was trying to be the John Cena. He couldn't get over. But people love the bloodline, and it's weird to see that they're still supposed to be heels, but the crowd loves them. So it's just like, why keep giving Roman baby faces to face when, like, they're not going to cheer the face, they're going to cheer Roman? And when we went to Dayton, we saw, you know, Kevin Owens versus, you know, Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano versus the Usos. And the Usos in Ohio, which, you know, and the Usos were getting the cheers. They're healed. So it's like, all right, all right. I mean, it's interesting. We are the one, the whole concept, and, you know, it's a good story. It's getting a little long with the tooth. And the problem we're still seeing is who's going to beat Roman. And I don't think they build anybody up to do it yet. No, 
Well, I I think the the thing that will be nice is that you know, say you know, my guess being SummerSlam next year is when he drops it. They have the time, especially now with Triple H taking over. Like you know, he has these first couple months of like getting the cobwebs out, really figuring out where he wants to go with it, and like he has the time to build someone. You know, whether it's at the Rumble, you know, me and you think it's going to be, uh, me and you think it's going to be Cody. Um, depending on the, the injury of Logan, uh, which if it's any of the stuff he believes it is, he, he'll miss the Rumble. I honestly think they should throw Logan in the Rumble as the Iron Man. <laughs> I think that would be fucking badass. Um, but I still think Cody should be the one winning. Um. You could do it, you know, if the Rock thing does happen, you could do, you know, the title drop or one of the titles get dropped to Cody there. Or you build Cody up to SummerSlam or whatever it is. Um, you know, just mentioned there, after the match, uh, Logan Paul tweeted that he torn, he believes he torn a meniscus, MCL, and potentially his ACL. Said it happened halfway through the match. I personally have no fucking clue where because dude didn't move like he was hurt at all. Adrenaline is a hell of a drug, but especially anything with the ACL, it would have really shown. Um, so I don't know when it happened, maybe the table spot, um, but that of course means he's going to be off the January DAZN card, which is a little bit of a bummer. Um, it could have, it could have been the, it could have been when he did the buckshot lariat. Uh, there, there's a good chance. I, I mean, there's a couple of different things that it could have been, but again, he wasn't moving like he was hurt is the thing. So I just truly don't know when it happened. But, you know, again, good fucking performance, buddy. Like, heal up. Like, I want to see you come back. Um, the one thing I'm nervous about is this is a very similar issue that uh, Seth had when he had to drop the WWE title because the injury at the house show when he was facing Kane. Um, and Seth hasn't really in ring performed the same way, you know, obviously Seth Rollins, he's wrestling almost every single night. Um, Logan won't ever do that. So there's still the chance, but I'm a little worried that like that athleticism that he's been showing might be a little deterred when he comes back one way or another. Um, but regardless, heal up dude. Like we love seeing you in the WWE. We love seeing you in the ring. Like, thought it was fucking great match and uh yeah that's all i have to say same here um so if you guys like this episode you guys have been doing a very good job with your interactions and stuff like that please like subscribe hit that little notification bell so you can be updated because every wednesday at noon you're getting your up to date on combat sport that is wrestling that is boxing that it could be ufc it could be slight co slap competition. It could be anything that has to do with combat sport. It could be two dogs hugging each other. I don't know. So just if you like this content, please let us know. And if you drop if you drop a review, we will read it on the show. Absolutely. You know, again, this is the biggest, busiest month month of the year for us right now. You know, of course, this episode came out. You get Floyd and Deji next week week after that you get aw full gear and the disown misfits three card with uh with uh rockman jr and victor belfort then you have survivor series 
just added because we just remembered that the Survivor Series is also this month. We weren't going to do anything, but guess what, people? We're doing. We're doing Survivor Series, and it's War Games. War Games, baby. I'm excited. Uh, again, you guys have done awesome. Great support the last uh, this last month. You know, I posted online. Uh, 30,000 views across social media, 140 hours of watch time. Appreciate you guys so much for that because we can only do that with you guys. Um, you know, with that said, we appreciate you guys for checking out the lockup and joining us here in the ring. We will see you guys next Wednesday at 12 p.m. U.S. Eastern time, and we'll see you then.